We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Years. Andy Lou, we are recording this after the Pacers game on the Spotify Green Room app. <laughs> How did the Warriors even win that one? <laughs> okay, so I made the comparison that this game throughout the game looked like last year's Warriors. The end of the game looked like the Warriors that we knew uh, from 14-15, which is the team that we compared this team to a lot. But the end of the game on a 7-0 run, Sam. I just locked down on defense. Steph Curry, a little bit of magic. And and then one and at the end, it looked like that's what it looked like. And that's what that's what happens when you've got championship DNA and you've got decent smart players. But that's the last two minutes, right? The rest of the game was something else. It was an, uh, it was an ugly game. <laughs> there was a conference, a, baby. No rhythm the whole game. I felt like I was watching a college game with stoppages every oh, two God. minutes. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. It was just like – and it was – I thought it was a poorly officiated game. Hundred percent. The first first three minutes, um, it was just the whole way through. The Warriors got zero rhythm, but they pulled it out in the end. Can't be too mad about that. So I, I don't know. There, there's a few things to talk about. I, I want to get, get to it. Like this is the third game in a row where the Warriors can't hit threes. Uh, obviously in Philly, eight for twelve for forty-eight tonight, eight for thirty, and they. Some of the ones that Damian Lee missed were horrendous. And pretty, quite frankly, some of the ones that everyone missed were wide open. You know, Steph was awful it, tonight. I mean, Steph has been. I mean, I think he's in his own head. I think this record is starting to get to him a little bit. I I predict once he sets the record, he's going to go on a little bit of a run because yes, it's, it's what he it's what he does. He goes through these little funks here and there, and then. He, he snaps out of it, and then he shoots like 60% from three for a month or something. Silly like that. Yep, I, I agree. Um, I, I, he's on the cusp, and the record's going to be broken tomorrow, barring an injury. Just no matter what, it's going to get broken tomorrow. It's fitting. Uh, but I want to talk about just Steph tonight. He's – I think he's lost offensively, and I can't tell whether it's the defenses that are thrown at him, the lineups, or it's just a record. I want to say, Sam, that it's the record. I think he's pressing a little. Um, but right now, it doesn't seem like he knows whether he should take it to the rack, whether he should pull up for three, whether he should pass it back. Like, I just, 
I think he doesn't know what he's what he wants to do out there because I think the record record's right weighing on him a little bit too much. I just think that's it. I don't think it's anything else. Please agree with me. I think you're right. The record's a big part of it. I, I also think part of it is defenses are starting to figure the Warriors out. Like they're not guarding Draymond and Looney. They know that when those guys get the ball, they're trying to pass it back to Steph. More so in the Philly game, but Indy knew it too. Now, to their credit, I wanted to get to this point. Best offensive game of the season for Draymond and Looney tonight. Looney, 14 points, 7 and Looney. 10. With the, with the game winner, the game-winning putback. Offensive rebound. Looney. Ugly. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, – but it's like – and Draymond was aggressive taking it to the rack. And honestly, this is what I want to see from Draymond on a more consistent basis, or at least when games matter. I thought Draymond really helped turn the momentum of the game in the third quarter. But in general, they only started doing those things when defenses were literally begging them to. <laughs> and I think that's kind of a problem the Warriors are running into where it's like, they're both good players. Draymond is all world defensively. Looney is all around just a solid rotation player and a damn good defender, but it's hard to play the two of them on offense together. Yeah. I mean, we knew this and and I I think you were going to ask me about closing lineups at some point, but Looney and Draymond closed. Jordan Poole is out. Otto Porter and Andrew Wiggins closed. And, you know, they won because they didn't allow a freaking point for for over two minutes. Right. And they, and they scored just enough to win the game. So Steve Kerr, you know, Steve Kerr was right tonight. But I think the this this road trip and the rest of this month coinciding with Clay Thompson coming back is perfect timing. Um, it's it's just they need a guy where it's just you know Clay uh, Wiggins and poor X factor scores. You know you're not going to expect right. him to be great in crunch time. But if you get it great, you know if not, you kind of didn't really expect it. But okay, Clay Thompson is if if you're going to play this type of defense and Clay Thompson in the corner, you're getting destroyed. Like you know, I don't care if he's coming off two Achilles, like he can make an open three. Right. The other stuff we'll worry about. But uh, the other kind of thing is like, um, I'll I'll believe defenses are not going to like throw bodies at him when I see it. So <laughs> he should open like, look, Wiggins has shot the hell out of the ball this year. Jordan Poole can shoot Damian Lee, no matter how terrible he's been recently, can shoot the ball. They don't get guarded by Clay Thompson. That's the other factor that Clay is going to bring. It's like Clay can have a two for 10 from three night and still be guarded 30 feet out. That doesn't happen with Wiggins. So that's the other factor that Clay will bring when he comes back. But you're definitely seeing the offense in general. They need, they need someone else who's going to take a little attention off of Steph. Cause tonight, tonight, like all the credit to Looney and Draymond for making the adjustment and scoring, but like they scored 29 points when the defense was gifting it to them. And it was barely enough for the Warriors to get a win at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were, if they were scoring threats, they're scoring 30 with the way that teams were guarding them. So bonus wasn't guarding them. Miles Turner was guarding staff. Like they were just giving them that stuff all, by, all day. By the way, uh, Looney, I mean, Turner, pretty decent job on defense all night. Love the way he can guard out at the perimeter. I mean, just the fact that they didn't target Sabonis from minute one was pretty hilarious. Uh, Sabonis yeah. is fucking dreadful on defense. My God, he can't move. He might be worse than David Lee, actually, um, especially the way the NBA is played now. But the guy can't move, and he should have been – this team should have dropped 50 on him. But, you know, what? it is what it is, right? I think we're just going to throw this game away. Uh, at least I am. Uh, the Philly game, I thought, was, was, was a lot uglier against a better team. But let's see what it, they look like Friday or Saturday when, when Steph's – Finally through the haze. Um, 
But did you did you were you one thing I thought was important, Sam, did you feel like Kaminga should have played more? I just feel like I'm ready. I'm ready to see more Kaminga. I'm ready. I think he should have because particularly for a game like tonight where it's like it's yes. in the mud, they can't get a rhythm going at all. You just need someone who's going to change the energy level of the game, like something like that. He had a nice move to the rim when he came in, had a couple nice contests. Like he plays hard when he gets in there. You, you can tell he's trying to earn minutes. He's trying to kind of make a point to Steve Kerr. Like you put me in there, I will defend hard. Um, I don't. I don't know. Like the shots still. Right. Hopefully, in the, by next off season, it's in a more workable space. But like, it, until he can hit those open corner threes, it's going to be hard to plan for extended minutes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I just think whenever you're in a game this ugly, it's a Monday night first game or well second game on a road trip, but it's just so nasty out there and you're not getting the same energy that you're getting. And the guys just aren't having an impact. And I'm talking about, you know, JTA, uh, Damian Lee, uh, those type of players where you're just, you're not getting stuff from them. Just Kaminga's out there. He's 19, man. Like he's ready um, to at least play those minutes. He had a nice layup Had another one where he got to the free throw line, right? The three pointers disgusting, but you know, let him get out there. He was good defensively. He didn't jump. He, I will say this about Kaminga. Like, he's not out there just hacking and trying to get blocks. Like, he actually moves his feet and is smart. And um, I'm ready to see him a little bit more, especially against teams like the uh, the Pacers where they're good. You're not going to kill them, but you're also, you also can win a game with them out there. So, um, and then yeah, two, I, w- yeah. I would have liked to see him more, too. And I agree. I agree with you there. Um, overall, I guess just last things on this game. Yeah. It's yeah. like. It was an ugly Monday night game, poorly officiated stoppage. Steph was bad for majority of the game, came up clutch at the end, wins a win. Not, not much else. I kind of want to <laughs> I kind of want to yeah. talk about this because most people are going to be listening to this before the Knicks game tomorrow. So let's let's do a little preview of that real quick. Sure. Let's do a preview of Steph setting the record and open this to callers real quick. So yeah. Steph is two away from the record. I would be very surprised if he doesn't set it in Madison Square Garden tonight. And um, I, I don't even know what to, I don't even know where I want to go with this, to be honest with you. It's like, it's a huge accomplishment, but part of it is like, he's going to set this record and then exceed it by about 1200, you know? <laughs> so it's just kind of like, it, it's a little weird to like do this, like eulogizing greatest shooter on earth stuff. Like, dude, he's not retiring. This isn't 40 year old Barry Bonds trying to oh, set God. the whole Trying to set yeah. the home run record, but you're like, you're not sure if like if he pulls a hammy, if he'll ever be able to play baseball again, you know, because he's like so old type of thing. Like Steph is very much still in the middle of his prime, so it's 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 a great accomplishment, and I think I think he's gonna put on an electric show at the Garden, to be honest, and I think that's gonna snap him out of his funk, um, because more than anything, that's what I care about. Like I yeah. I can't watch much more of this stuff. <laughs> I like I like the theater. I like the suspense. But um, I think part of what's going to happen at, at Madison Square is you're right. This is not Steph on his last legs gunning for the record and shooting 15 shots a game, 15 threes a game. This is how great Steph is, right? Like he's so great that he's breaking this in the middle of his prime, right? Like that's how good he is where he can do this. And also I think the other thing is you watch the way he breaks it. Warriors fans, I mean all of our listeners know this. The way that he breaks this record, even tonight when he was off, even tonight he was shooting shots from, from, from you know, running towards the right side of the court, turning his body around and just shooting the ball in the air and it just going in. 
And it's just those type of shots make no sense. And then you've got it in crunch time where they were down four points and he's just off the dribble behind the back, pulls up. And it's nothing. And I think that's that's just – man, we're, we're never going to get sick of it. Um, I don't know how many more years we have of this. Maybe six, seven, eight. But uh, he's, he's, he's going to play those 41. TP Steph. <laughs> TP Steph. Uh, but I don't know, man. Like, that's the crazy stuff about Steph, right? We can talk about this in his prime. Like, what – what number, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Kobe even, like with those guys, what number in their prime has this significance that Steph is going to break? Like nothing. Like, that's just how good he is. For, for all eternity, Steph is going to be known as the greatest shooter of all time. It's just how insane it is. Makes no damn yeah, sense. Yeah, he's not just going to break the record. He's going <laughs> to he's redefining the record. I mean, he's redefined shooting in general. Like Ray Allen at his absolute apex first option peak took like eight threes a game. Reggie Miller in the nineties at his absolute peak took like five to six a game. And that was considered a ton. Steph took 15 tonight. You know, Steph is taking 13 plus a game this season. And I don't know what a good number for him is, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, he's in a slump right now, but he's just as likely to go shoot 50% from three on 15 attempts a game for the next month. Like he'll, he'll do it. He starts slow every season, every season he starts slumping around this time. And then every season around March, it's like just gangbusters. It's not like a, it's, it's not like it's a concern. You threw the numbers out there. Remember it, you threw the numbers out there this morning. Yeah. I mean, he, he's synonymous with three point shooting. It's one of those things where he's so synonymous with it. Sometimes it like overshadows the other things he can do on a basketball yeah, court, yeah. like that layup he had to, oh. to tie the game tonight. By the way, how do you not give him an and one? Are you kidding? Oh my god! Are you kidding? Yes. But but um, but but you know oh. we're used to Steph not getting those calls. I, that one was just egregious because he got completely destroyed. How um, about the three point shot too, though the landing space call? Like we've seen people get calls for less. Like it's just I don't know, man. It's a little ridiculous. I'm getting a little confused about what the rules are again. I liked it at the beginning of the season. And in general, I prefer ref side on no call as opposed to being too quick with the whistle. Sure, you know? sure, sure. But it feels like the landing space call is still completely inconsistently called. Like sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And I, and I just don't know what they're really looking for. Like I thought the Philly game was a little more egregious. There was one where someone just comes down right underneath him. I'm like, come on, yep. that's a foul in any era. Because if Steph lands on him, if Steph, if Steph comes straight down, that's a high ankle sprain at six weeks. You know, right. that's sort Jesus, of thing. knock on wood, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. But like, you know what I'm saying? That's the type of stuff where it's like, can we get a little consistency here? We're, we're trying to get rid of like the grifter fouls, but landing space has to be enforced on some yep. level. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I don't know what it is. I, I can certainly, I, I had to take, you know, that, that, you know, the, the last time that Steph didn't get a foul call, teed up the ref. I assure you that the refs knew about it and I'm sure they're not happy about it, but that should not take away from the fact that Steph is actually getting fouled. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that. Like he's actually getting fouled. He should get calls. I'm sure Steve Kerr and the front office is actually talking and, and sending in tape and saying like, Hey guys, like this is bullshit. So I'm sure they're doing all they can, but uh, it, this can't go on for much longer. Because these are actually foul calls. We're not just being homers. Um, and that's the crazy part. But yeah, end of the day, end of the day, it's not the first time he's done this. So he's going to fight through it. But, let's yeah. get to some callers and let's let's move forward. 
Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, so there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Goon's time. Ryan, what's up, bro? Hey, what's up? The Rams just scored, so that that, that just happened. But uh, today, Not good one for of those, Niners uh, fans, but yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, probably. But the uh, card's going to win the division, I think. But uh, what's it called? Um, Yeah, tonight was one of those Lombardi special meat grinder wins. Uh, The Warriors (laughs) put the the paces in the meat grinder. Kavon Looney pulled out his Jimmy Garoppolo performance tonight. Very proud of Maloon. Oh, boy. Uh, Oh, boy. But uh, I I got like seven stages of Warriors PTSD to 21. But this game, it was just like, oh, Sabonis is going to go for 30. And then the turnover at the end 
where I was like, oh, they're totally going to shoot this and make this somehow. And I'm going to be there like, we're, we're going to find another dumb way to lose. It was just one of those games. And then uh, shout out to Kaminga. He, uh, he changed the game with his energy in those six minutes he played. And he was like the only guy on the team who actually guarded Sabonis. Like no one else. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sabonis. No one. Not even Draymond. Well. Until yeah. the end. Until the end. But for like three quarters, Sabonis was getting whatever he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Good call, Ryan. Appreciate it. By the way, Steve Kerr with the quote. Just this will make you feel better, Andy. On Steph Curry, I think he's been trying a little too hard these last few games. It'll be a relief when he breaks it regarding the three-point record. And, I mean, there's just no other way around it. He's pressing a little bit. We just need to get beyond this, and then they can play normal again. Yep, I agree. I agree. Please let it end. Please. Ty, what's up, man? He might make 10 threes tomorrow. Yo, yo. (laughs) What's What's up, dude? Uh, man, felt the same way as the last caller with this, uh, that last year PTSD shit. Like, I was just like, are you serious? Again, <laughs> again, how many times is Karis LaVerse going to get the same wraparound pass? Like, but I will say, um, of all the close games, you get like the execution issues this year. They execute defensively every single game. And that was a masterclass down the stretch. That last lineup, as much as I have beef with Kerr's lineup sometimes, that was awesome just to see. Um, and, you know, it's just good to see them get a win this time. Question, though, why no more Joku minutes? Like, he, he does well. It's not like the Wiseman thing where he doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there. He was, like, a lot of the last couple of losses have been just, like, energy losses where, like, random guys like Brissett are just out hustling you. Yeah. Who hustles more than a rookie who wants playing time? Right. But thanks, guys. That's a, that's a great call. Appreciate it, Ty. By the way. Last year's team absolutely loses this game with like oh god with like a Baysmore fouling Lavert or like <laughs> Ubre making a poor rotation. So like last year they had a top five defense, but it was kind of a fake defense. This fake year they defense, actually, yeah. this year they actually have a top five defense. Like I'm not worried about like Looney and Wiggins and some of these guys committing like egregious fouls at the yo, end. Yo, yo, can we talk about before we talk about uh, Joku, which I love mm-hmm. the nickname. I don't know who came with it, but uh, GP2 this sounds like GTA. It does. It actually, <laughs> uh, Goku, uh, Goku, uh, JP2, Wiggins, uh, JTA, Draymond, and Looney. I mean, I, obviously, Clay and Godala are two defenders that should be in there, but I mean, those are seven guys that are just. <laughs> Karis Levert was, she tweeted it. And shout out Warriors World. He was in hell. He had no fucking chance. No chance. Yeah. GP2, GP2's not fouling uh, Sabonis 28 feet from the rim like Bazemore would for no explicit <laughs> reason. So, I, I mean, dude, GP's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. There's oh, no other way around. God, God he's yeah. good. God, yeah. He's good. Let's, uh, let's keep moving. Let's get to Will. Oh, wait. Take the, take the Joku. Actually, we'll do Will first, and then we'll go back to Kaminga. Yeah, I apologize. We'll do the Joku question. My after. dogs. What is good? 22 and 5. We will take that all day. What's up, brother? Yeah. I am doing good. Um, I think we need a little bit more. You're bringing the energy. You're bringing the Kuminga energy that Andy and I don't have right now. (laughs) Dude. Well, my thing with Kuminga, man, and I know this is a big statement. He looks like a young Kawhi Leonard out there. It is crazy to say, but boy, like even the ugly looking shot, like you go back to Kawhi's first few years before Chip really got to handle that shot out in San Antonio. It looks eerily similar. Kaminga is just a way more athletic version of Kawhi. And he's, <laughs> he's got that thing where it's like, this guy can't get by me type of thing. Like we saw when he was in defensively this time, 
Uh, loved what I saw from that. Draymond Green had a hell of a game today. Uh, hats off to him. Looney, 14-8-3. And was he guarding Turner for the majority of his 1 of 10 from the field? Because that was hella impressive, too. Looney just... Looney man. saw the trade rumors. He was like, not on my watch. <laughs> Dude, Looney's a boss, man. I mean, he... I, he's never going to be like a, a starting, starting center, but that's a guy you want on your team, man. I love that guy. Right. The question I got for you is we're going to get Wiseman back soon. He just got sent to the G League team. What is like, can we get him to be like 2017, 2018 JaVale? Can he be like Tristan Thompson for those Cavs teams? Can he be like, man, even like a Tiago splitter, like for those Spurs teams? I just need something from Wiseman, and I know that lob is there, that Draymond play where he's been trying to get to Looney. My guy Looney, love him to death, but boy, he's got like a negative vert. Can we get <laughs> Wiseman to be 2017-2018 JaVale this year? I love it, actually. That's probably going to be his role, I think. Um, definitely not Splitter, and definitely not the other guy. So Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's going to take him a couple of years to get the defensive IQ to get there. Splitter but, um, is pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, doing the JaVale thing where he comes in, runs harder than anyone, and just you know 10 points in 10 minutes using his athleticism, I think he can do that. I think there's minutes to be had, too. Like I think he'll take the elites' minutes for the most part. Agreed. Agreed at this point. And, um, yeah, I mean, if he can do that, that's a positive for this team this year, and then we'll figure it out going forward. You want to talk about um, Camigo real quick? For, for, I do, for, I do, I do. Um, because Will said he's a uh, more athletic uh, Kawhi, and I was, I was cackling so hard I had to mute myself. Um, I love it. I just love that energy because when you think about what Kaminga is and the type of feel he has for the basketball game, he needs to play. Um, he – has NBA feel. Sam, you were the first one on this because I was not a fan of the pick. I didn't see it. But I also hedged by saying that I didn't watch much of Kaminga. Um, and I, I compared him to Wiseman, who was someone that I don't believe has played enough basketball, and he just needs to play in the G League a lot and, and you know, two, three years away. I'm watching Kaminga right now. I don't think that's the case. Now, I don't think he's going to be an impact rotation player right now, but he has the ability, I think, one day to be a high-level uh, NBA player and not a role player. You can see it with the way that he passes, the way that he moves defensively. He doesn't foul or make dumb mistakes. I just that's stuff that you don't see normally from a 19-year-old rook. It's yeah, impressive. I was gonna say he has feel, he has to work on the skill. Like he's got to tighten the handle a little bit. He's obviously gonna get the jump shot better, but you don't teach passing ability. Like he sees the floor well. He knows how to not foul guys. He can he, it's just a matter of refining some of the skill you can stuff, teach which shooting. I think. I think you can teach I think shooting. I think yeah. it's easier to refine skill than it is to teach feel. So, because feel just comes like you just have to play a lot of basketball. Uh, feel. feel might be a skill, but like you can teach that, like Lonzo Ball. You know what I mean? Like Andrew oh, yeah, has been a better shooter this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can go from being an inconsistent shooter to being a good shooter. So. Oh. Um, a lot more than you can go from being able to read the game. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't just learn how to read the game, man. Like that's I don't know if that's possible. I don't know. Let's get to Mike, who is in the house tonight. Mike, you there? Yo. How how hey. was it tonight? It was great. It was a good game. It was sloppy, um, but it was it was a good game. Me and my buddy are yeah. driving back home and Hell just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and sitting in a parking lot waiting to get out right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll say this. Uh, I never saw Jordan play in person. I wish I would have. But it is really cool 
towards the end of the game to see everybody in the house cheering on Steph. Yeah. Like to be there for it is a whole totally different experience than watching it on television. That's, it was more um, uh, Golden State fans here in Indiana. Yeah, it was more Golden State <laughs> fans here. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we were walking out the game and so many number 30 jerseys, just crazy. Give me you know? a give me a percentage breakdown here. Was it 60-40 with the Warriors? It was more like 70-30, maybe like 65-35, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it was just like All a two-to-one ratio. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got to be driving back to the airport now to go to California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're going to New York. They're going to New York. Yeah, they're going to New York, yeah. So he'll break the record tomorrow night. It was good to see everybody, like, every time he got the ball in his hands, everybody was just like, you know, it was drama. It was everything you would want out of a game. So we loved it. It was cool. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say tonight. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I appreciate, appreciate it, Mike. I'm so glad that Steph played now. I forgot. Mike called in last game. Said he yeah. was going to the game. And uh, I felt bad because we, you know, I, I, you know, we thought that Steph was not going to play tonight. But, you know, well, they were, they were talking about. Yeah, they were talking about how him and Draymond were going to rest tonight. So I kind of whenever they float that out there, I feel like that's like, all right, that means they're going to rest for sure. Right. Uh, But they changed their mind. They changed their mind. Steph changed their mind. By the way, Steph, man of the people. No, you think LeBron's going to go out there and play this type of game? And, 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 you know, and and the guy, the guy's always resting, you know, especially in his prime. Take a few weeks off here and there. Like Steph, talking about MJ, Kobe, man of the people, man. He's he's always going to be there for the for the fans, no matter where he's at. Gotta love it. Luke, what's up, man? Luke from Australia. How's it going? How you going, big daddy? You good, mate? <laughs> I'm good. What's up? My girlfriend needs to call me that. Got, got, a, got, a, got, a, got, a, got a tip for you. So uh, if you have any trouble with the first six, eight weeks sleeping, just put um, just imagine your child's fucking Miles Turner sitting next to Sabonis posting up. Oh, fuck. That's great, isn't it? And just by the way, before I start too, can I put a PSA out? Can we stop? Can people stop shitting on Miles Turner? Like, seriously, that's just fucking so lame. But, like, like, give Looney his credit and move on. He's a great – like, Looney's a great player. Can we stop doing that fucking back and forth? Like, Miles Turner is a great player. We don't have to fucking justify every game off one game sample. Like, seriously. Anyway, boys, I just wanted to say, on the calls, Tommy and Tony and that on the Discord, they're right. But at the same time, it's pretty – you guys agree, it's pretty obvious after that fucking technical call on the – Clippers game that he's getting a rough whistle, yeah. Like when fucking Malcolm Brogdon's getting touch fouls on the other end. Like, can we get? Can we that get was serious? disgusting. Like, seriously, that's that was disgusting. disgusting. Anyway, I won't enter the clip before tomorrow's night's game because I know it's going to be an important one. But um, boys, can I get a quick funny question out of you? Who do you reckon is going to put out the fake? Who's going to put out the fake tweet tomorrow night? Going, I'm so happy for you, Steph, man, fantastic! Like, which player is going to put out the fake <laughs> bullshit tweet? Oh, this, is, this is the this is the this is the easiest this is the easiest question. By the way, Luke, appreciate you. LeBron will have it written, oh, of course, of and course. it's just going to be sitting there, and he's gonna he's gonna give the phone to Bronny and be like, "You hit send the minute he hits that three." Guaranteed. <laughs> First person to try to take the attention. You with the most over the top, my favorite player of all of all type of thing. <laughs> I I have it's not even close as LeBron. Did you see his quotes the other day talking about talking about how great Lil Steph is and this and that? And I'm just like, you have never acted like this before, LeBron. Stop it. 
Stop it. But now that, you know, ESPN, TNT, ABC, you know, they're going to have this game on TNT tomorrow. Mike Breen's going to be on the cards. He's, you know, the uh, NBA, they, they can't script it any better than this, man. I mean, come on, especially for mid-December you know, in the NBA. You know, oh. Le- Le- LeBron's looking at Russ and AD and he's going, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was unfair. I was unfair to that guy. Up there. <laughs> he's going, you know, that Wiggins contract and my contract, it kind of fits. Just, just throwing, just throwing Wiseman. The salaries match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see what Brody says tomorrow. Ah, oh, good old Bron. Shout out to the Lakers, man. They're doing well. Good for them. <laughs> right, let's get to Bernardo. Bernardo, what's up, man? What's up? Uh, so once again, I don't want to say why Steve doesn't play the rookies more. Every time coming, every single time coming is on the court. He does something that catches everybody's eyes. And, yeah, the takeaway from this game is pretty simple. The team is good. Sometimes <laughs> December basketball is difficult. But Looney, for me, is the most frustrating guy because he can be good enough to stay on the court, but he's never good enough to be good. So I like him. He's good defensively, but he frustrates me a bit. And just one last thing. I watched Draymond Green's podcast with Ron Artest. And I would recommend everybody to watch it, especially some people that deal with mental health issues. It's a great podcast, and Meta was really inspiring that podcast. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, appreciate it, Bernardo. I'll have to check that out. Draymond. Um, Draymond's podcast is good. I, I, we, I mean, unshockingly. Draymond's good when he talks. Unshocking. Draymond's he's been that way since he was a rookie too. It's just absolutely gifted in front of the mic. <laughs> Smart guy. Let's get to Luke. Ooh, what up, guys? I was just at the game and nice. uh, a little disappointed we didn't get the uh, the record, but it was a great great game to be at. Appreciate How's it. How's the crowd? How's the crowd? It was wild. The guy that said that there was a bunch of Steph or there was more Steph than Pacers, I don't know about that. There was a ton of Steph, but I feel like the Pacers came strong, and the crowd was huge for a Monday night. Everybody was talking about how it was bigger than any game they've been to in a while for a weekday. Wow. Nice. Okay, so either way, he he got the house packed. Oh, yeah. All right. Appreciate it, Luke. Thanks for checking in. Yep. Shouts to Luke. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of guys watching Pacer games calling in. You gotta love that, man. Mike here's international, although I guess it's not international, but still. It's not Mike. We're worldwide. Hey, guys. <laughs> Good to see, you know, a cl- uh, close game, pull out a win because all the blowouts, you know, this is more like we're going to need to win these types of games in the playoffs. And, huh? you know, the thing about the record, I was just thinking, like, obviously he's probably going to hit it first quarter, but you know, he's got an interesting opportunity. Uh, maybe he gets out of his slump if he just stops shooting threes. Everybody sells out. He just drives, drives, maybe fixes the foul issue. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, interesting option. I, I don't think he'll have this uh, this moment uh, to mess with people for, again. So that's all I got. I like it. I do think... Um he was figuring it a little out tonight where it's just like, dude, sometimes I just got to take it to the rim a little bit and that'll, that'll soften the defense. I, I don't know, man. I think he's just playing for the record. Once the record is gone, he's going to yeah. play. No. And also, by the way, the other teams are coaching for the record. Like what kind of weird <laughs> stuff is, is Tibbs going to do tomorrow? Oh, but, 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if I were a team, I would, uh, you know, Steph scoring three threes to break the record against you isn't that bad. Uh, or actually two, right? Only two now. But, you know, you don't want to be the team that Steph makes 10 threes on you. You know what I mean? So, like, I guess there's not much Tibbs can do tomorrow because, you know, any just normal Steph game, he's going to break it. But at the Pacers tonight, I, I just I don't want to be a team that Steph breaks the record against me and he dropped 45. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of stuff. But the guys, Kalena does make one quote that I think is pretty cool, even though he stole it from the Avengers. But uh, the, the Steph is inevitable quote is pretty cool. Just terrible delivery, but. We take what we get. Take what we can get from the old, uh, the old Kalena. <laughs> no comments. Uh, we're gonna end it. In. You like that oh, one? Please, God. <laughs> we're gonna end it. We're ending it on McWalters. What's up? What man? up, everyone? This is a great game. Yeah, Steph is a devil. He's fucking Thanos. It's great. Love it. Um, seeing JK play today was amazing. We needed that energy. The team was so lacking today. And just to get him out there, I mean, I'd love to see him get a few more minutes. But, man, plus 11 in six minutes, got to love that. Got to love that. Maybe he'll convince Kerr to give him seven minutes next time. But uh, the real story is Steph, man. He's so great. And the fact that he gets to do it in MSG, whew, he owns that place anyways. They, they might as well just stop the game after he breaks the record, do, like, the baseball thing, just honor him right on the court, just praise him, crown him the goat, and be done. And we can all just love, love, love that we have stuff in our lives because it just makes everything better. Thanks, guys. Great call to end on tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night. Be a little longer. We're out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.